Reformed Church. I've just been thinking recently about just a little encouragement on, on this sort of uh, topic that, you know, uh, it, it's a good thing for us to always sort of, uh, like Paul says, to desire spiritual gifts, right? He, he says that in, in, in the Bible, and I think it's in 1 Corinthians. And the, the idea behind that is that I think a lot of people, and I don't know if this is most Christians or not, but I think a lot of believers, they don't, like, they're kind of just content with what they know about the Lord, and they kind of just go about their life day to day to day. And it's like there's, there's not like a desire for the Lord to manifest through them more. And I, I don't just mean for the Lord to manifest in things that you feel that you need right now. Like if you need to pay a bill, well, of course you want the Lord to manifest there. I'm not talking about that. Uh, uh, you know, because th there, there are things that sort of life pushes you uh, in, in sort of a direction where something is uncomfortable for you and therefore you, got, you want God to manifest in that area. But the second that like, that bill is paid or, you know, that pain is healed or whatever it is. Um, I think that, and I know where it comes from, but I think there are probably a lot of believers that just don't, they don't like desire the Lord to manifest through them in any greater capacity. Um, and that comes from obviously not knowing the potential of what they have on the inside of them. And there's a lot of different ways that, that sort of those desires can be squashed in you where you don't, you don't like have any forethought in, in, in your mind. Like, you don't see, like, I don't know, like, when I talk to some people, I don't know if they, and I'm not talking about people here, but I'm saying when I talk to people, it's like, I don't know if, if people have that hope and expectancy in their life that, like, yeah, the glory of God's going to manifest in my life, because, and I'm pressing to get to know Jesus more because, you know, like, I want, I want God, I want everything the Lord has for my life, and I want, I want God to, to manifest in my life. Like, that's like a real thing in my life, that I really desire that. Um, I don't think that a lot of believers have that sort of oomph and that, that desire and that passion to see that those things manifest more. And again, I, I think that that's rooted in, one, you don't, you don't actually get it. Like, you don't actually understand what's on the inside of you. You come to church, you leave church, and you, you sort of hear about God and Jesus, but it's not real to you. Like, it's not something you really think is on the inside of you. Even if you were to say that verbally, I don't think a lot of believers really think it's inside of them or really think that it is a day-to-day -day thing, right? It's not like reserved for some particular church service or for some particular time or special occasion where God manifests something special through you. You know, God's, you know, working miracles in your life or laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover and seeing the dead raised or casting out devils or like, you know, um, whatever it is, opening blind eyes and all that stuff. I don't think most believers actually think that that's really theirs, right? Like for them to utilize through the knowledge of Jesus. And therefore, when you don't see that there's any hope of any potential in your life, that will sap you of all desire to, to seek God, right? Because hopelessness, this is sort of a side note, but hopelessness saps you of desire in any area, right? So if you don't see your finances going anywhere, then people get careless with their finances because they're just like, whatever, I'm not going anywhere anyway. That's when you pass by a house and it's just like, you know, like, poverty doesn't equal disorder, right? Like, someone can be poor financially and not have a house that's in chaos. But sometimes you pass by some houses and you're like, man, like, they're just letting everything go. And, and a lot of that is hopelessness. Whenever you're hopeless in an area and you don't see it going anywhere, you just let your, he your head hang and, and you, you don't push for anything more. Because think about it. Why would you push for anything more if you don't think it's likely that you're going anywhere in that area? And so when it comes to healing, when it comes to raising the dead, or when it comes to seeing God manifest through you, if you don't get it, 
that it's really in you and really easily can be manifest through you and is manifesting through you to the degree that you know Jesus. But if you don't get that, like, yeah, that's going to manifest through me. And it's not because I'm special. And it's not because I have some kind of like, you know, some kind of knowledge or talent that's going to make, you know, uh, the Lord somehow prone to do something awesome through me. It's just because it's a gift through Jesus that every believer has and every believer can take advantage of. And so, you know, even when I was first getting to know the Lord, um, I, I didn't watch any TV at all. Nothing. I didn't watch any TV. I mean, and when I say nothing, I mean literally nothing. Like if my family was watching TV, I was not watching TV. I was going downstairs to my apartment and, or, at, or at the time maybe upstairs to my bedroom. And I was going to lay on the floor and I was going to read my Bible. But the thing is that I wasn't doing that because, out of a religious thing because I'm like, well, I'm supposed to read my Bible. If you're reading your Bible because you're supposed to read your Bible, you will not read your Bible long, and you will look at the clock every minute that you're reading your Bible. If that's you, it's because you don't get it. You don't get the goodness of God. Because what actually drove me to not watch TV, because there were a lot of times that, you know, I wanted to do something with that what my family was doing at the time. Or they're going to throw a movie on. And I was like at the time, like, oh, yeah, I would kind of like to watch the movie. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with watching a movie. I watch, you know, TV, you know, now and, and you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But I'm not saying there's not anything wrong with watching a movie. But at the time, I was like, you know what? Um, the thing that drove me to, 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 to think better of that, like I want to spend time with the Lord instead. And I, I want to dig into this. is because I would remember the goodness of God. And I would think about, you know what, Lord? But if I go and spend time with you right now, I'm going to be renewing my mind, and I can get such awesome stuff happen in my life, though. Like, it's going to make my life better. Now, I don't mean better just in, like, I'm going to feel more positive. I mean, it's going to make my life actually better. It's going to change my body. It's going to change my emotions. I'm going to be happier. That's the goodness of God that's offered to you that keeps you going back for more. If you don't get that, then, you know, you don't desire anything more. It, 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 again, you just sort of live life where you come to church, you go home, and you read your Bible, but you read your Bible because you're supposed to. You don't read your Bible because you think you're, you're going somewhere. You know what I mean? And by going somewhere, clearly, from if you've heard what we teach here, you know I'm referring to entering into all that's on the inside of you already, right? That's what I mean by going somewhere. If you don't feel like you can actually go somewhere, you have no drive whatsoever to dig in deeper to the knowledge of the Lord. And if that's you and you just kind of like have no desire whatsoever, it's because you don't get it. You don't get the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God, the kindness of God that leads a person to change their mind about Jesus. That's what the Bible says. And when you know that, even Paul, uh, even, sorry, Peter said that, um, that we should desire the word of God. That's a, everybody should be desiring the word of God. But Peter said, if indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. His point is, you can't desire the Word of God. If you don't desire reading your Bible, if you don't desire spending time with the Lord you know, at home, because what you do at here is irrelevant, right? Because here you're being motivated from an outside source to get to know Jesus. Like, right, what I'm doing right now, if you feel even an ounce motivated, it's because I am motivating you by the Spirit of God in me. That's what's happening right now. So what you do here is irrelevant. It's what you do at home. If you have no desire at home to dig into the Word of God and dig into getting to know Jesus better, it's because you have not tasted that the Lord is gracious or you forgot that the Lord was gracious. And that's why even when I was first getting to know the Lord, I would spend, and when I say all day, I'm not exaggerating. I would spend all day except time that I would eat. It's the only time. I would be on a walk all day long 
from when I woke up in the morning until I went to bed at night, I'd be either on a walk or I would be in my apartment walking around, praying and getting to know Jesus. And I'm not giving you a time limit. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to give you a time limit because you're just going to do it because you're supposed to. Spend the time you want to spend with the Lord. Should it be daily? Yes, it should be daily. But spend the time you want to spend with the Lord. All I'm saying is if you have no drive to it, it's because you don't get what's on the inside of you. You don't get what the gift of God um, because if you understood the gift of God, you'd be asking him for more manifestation. If you have no drive to seek the Lord for that manifestation and to get to know him more, it's because you don't understand the gift of God. That's John chapter 4 if you want to read that in your own time. You haven't tasted that the Lord is gracious if you have no desire for the pure milk of the word. Uh, you, have, you haven't tasted the Lord is gracious. You haven't even tasted it, let alone actually gotten a full glimpse of it. It would change your life to, under, to even just get a taste of how good God has been to you and the potential and power of God living on the inside of you. If you saw a fraction, and I'll stop here, if you saw a fraction of the miracles that God wanted to do in your life, I'm not saying in someone else's life or at this church or on this stage, I'm saying in your personal life. If you understood the, God, the miracles God wanted to do in your life and the ease, ease with which God could do that. Because if it's hard, we're all going to lose drive, right? It's like doing anything in the flesh. When it's hard and you're dieting or you're doing this and you don't think it's going to get anywhere, then you're like, all right, I'm not, whatever, I'm not doing anything anyway. But no, the ease with which God can produce these things, and if you understood what was on the inside of you and what God wanted to produce through you, it would, you, you, you would have the drive to say, Lord, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, it's not, let me tell you this, you have to get to a point where you see the goodness of God enough where you say, it's not good enough anymore to think like all my friends. It's not good enough for me to live life like all my friends and all my extended family or whatever it is, or, or the people I know that aren't saved, or even the people that are saved that are just content and complacent with the knowledge they have of Jesus currently. Because the, the knowledge of how gracious the Lord has been to you will, will do that to you. It'll, it'll make you where it, it's not enough anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not satisfied with what I know about Jesus right now. It's not good enough. Uh, and, and you, know, it, 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 you just know, if I think like everybody else, I'm going to turn out like everybody else. That's a thing. Like, in your life, if you think like all your friends, you're going to turn out like all your friends. If you know Jesus or, the, or lack of knowing Jesus, like all your friends or like all your family, you're going to turn out like them. Your life is going to turn out just like them unless you do something different in your mind. Not in your actions, in your mind. And if in your mind you say, no, I'm not content thinking like everybody else. I'm not content with that. I don't want to think like everybody else. I want to think like Jesus thinks. I want to think in accordance with, with who he's made me and, what, and, and why God put me on this earth. I want to get to know that because th th there's a bigger reason to me than, than food and, and raiment. Th there's more to my life than just the things of this earth. And I want to get to know the heavenly purpose that God's called me to. I, I, I want to understand that. And I want, I want the Lord to do something in my life. Well, guess what? You can't make that happen except to change the way that you think. And you're not going to change the way that you think by watching what everybody else watches, hanging out with whoever everybody else hangs out with, and doing what everybody else is doing. You're not, you're, your thinking is not going to change by you making the same mind decisions as everybody else that, that, that's around you. You need to stand out from everybody else and say, I don't want to think like everybody. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not satisfied with that because Pastor Mike was telling me that Sunday that God had more for my life, and, and if I just understood a fraction of that, it would make me desire to get to know it. Well, well then, 
continue in the Word of God, keep getting encouragement from church, because times like this allow motivation and inspiration to pursue correct understanding. But it's a choice that you make every single day. You're not going to go home and dedicate your mind to the Lord, and all of a sudden, every single day of your life, you're just going to get it automatically. That's not what's going to happen. You make this decision not even every day, every moment of every day. You make those decisions now. You make those decisions in two minutes. You say, Lord, I, I want to put my mind on you. I want to start meditating, meditating, and actually thinking during my own day. Thinking. That's what meditating is. Just thinking about what Jesus has given me during my day. That will change your life. Read Psalm 1, right? We've been going over that recently. If you meditate on the Lord day and night, you're going to prosper. God's going to prosper you in ways you didn't know you could prosper, and you're going to be in health, and you're going to share that health with other people and that prosperity with other people, and whatever you do will prosper just simply by meditating on what you have in Jesus all day long. When you go to sleep, you're meditating. When you wake up, you're meditating. It, it stops becoming what you do at church. When you understand really what God's given you, it starts becoming something you do at every moment of every day because, because you know what you're pursuing. You know, again, like I, the example I gave before, the thing that's going to drive you to spend time with the Lord is you understanding, Lord, you know what? It's only the, no, no, nobody else can do for me in my life what you can do, and that's only going to come through me meditating on you and changing the way that I think. It's not good enough to think like everybody else. It's not good, unless you want to be like everybody else. I, I don't, that's, that, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's not good enough for me just to live and to die like everybody else, like a mere man, and, and that's, that's not good enough for me. So that's, a, again, a decision you make every moment of every day. And as long as it's called today, then you keep deciding to, you know, I'm going to put my mind on you. I want to meditate on you. And you didn't do it two minutes ago? That's fine. You're not, you're not in two minutes ago. You're in this minute right now. So, so you set your mind on the Lord and you start meditating again. Right? So uh, anyway, it's a good thing. It'll cause desire in you to know what you have in Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message from Reform Church. If you have, please share this with someone else and help us get this unpopular message to the world. If you'd like to support Reform Church, you can do so at reforminus.com give. Also on our website, you can take advantage of our free messages, articles, and even full discipleship courses. Start reforming your mind now at reforminus.com.